Psalm 51, Part 1 of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2 by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 51, Part 1. Exposition Sermon to the People of Carthage neither must this multitude's throng be defrauded nor their infirmity burthened silence we ask and quiet in order that our voice after yesterday's labour be able with some little vigour to last out it must be believed that your love hath met together in greater numbers to-day for nothing else but that ye may pray for those whom an alien and perverse inclination doth keep away for we are speaking neither of heathens nor of jews but of christians nor of those that are yet catechumens but of many that are even baptized from the labour of whom ye do no wise differ and yet to their heart ye are unlike for to-day how many brethren of ours we think of and deplore their going unto vanities and lying insanities to the neglect of that to which they have been called who if in the very circus from any cause they chance to be startled do immediately cross themselves and stand bearing it on the forehead in the very place from whence they had withdrawn if it in heart they had borne god's mercies must be implored that he may give understanding for condemning these things inclination to flee them and mercy to forgive opportunely then of penitence a psalm to-day has been chanted speak we even with the absent there will be to them for our voice your memory neglect not the wounded and feeble but that ye may more easily make whole whole ye ought to abide correct by reproving comfort by addressing set an example by living well he will be with them that hath been with you for now that ye have overpassed these dangers the fountain of god's mercy is not closed where ye have come they will come where ye have passed they will pass a grievous thing it is indeed and exceeding perilous nay ruinous and for certain a deadly thing that witting they sin for in one way to these vanities doth he run that despiseth the voice of christ in another way he that knoweth from what he is fleeing but that not even of such men we ought to despair this psalm doth show for there is written over it the title thereof a psalm of david himself when there came to him nathan the prophet when he went in unto Bersabee. Bersabee was a woman, wife of another. With grief indeed we speak, and with trembling. But yet God would not have to be hushed what he hath willed to be written. I will say then not what I will, but what I am obliged. I will say not as one exhorting to imitation, but as one instructing you to fear captivated with this woman's beauty the wife of another the king and prophet david 
from whose seed according to the flesh the lord was to come committed adultery with her this thing in this psalm is not read but in the title thereof it appeareth but in the book of kings it is more fully read both scriptures are canonical to both without any doubt by christians credit must be given the sin was committed and was written down moreover her husband in war he caused to be killed and after this deed there was sent to him nathan the prophet sent by the lord to reprove him for so great an outrage what men should beware of we have said but what if they shall have fallen they should imitate let us hear for many men will to fall with david and will not to rise with david not then for falling is the example set forth but if thou shalt have fallen for rising again take heed lest thou fall not the delight of the younger be the lapse of the elder but be the fall of the elder the dread of the younger for this it was set forth for this was written for this in the church often read and chanted let them hear that have not fallen lest they fall let them hear that have fallen that they may rise so great a man's sin is not hushed is proclaimed in the church there hear men that are ill hearers and seek for themselves countenance for sinning they look out for means whereby they may defend what they have made ready to commit not how they may beware of what they have not committed and they say to themselves if david why not i too thence that soul is more unrighteous which forasmuch as it hath done it because david did therefore hath done worse than david i will say this very thing if i shall be able more plainly david had set forth to himself none for a precedent as thou hast he had fallen by lapse of concupiscence not by the countenance of holiness thou dost set before thine eyes as it were a holy man in order that thou mayest sin thou dost not copy his holiness but dost copy his fall that thou dost love in david which in himself david hated thou makest thee ready to sin thou inclinest to sin the book of god in order that thou mayest sin thou consultest the scriptures of god for this thou hearest that thou mayest do what displeaseth god this did not david he was reproved by a prophet he stumbled not over a prophet but others hearing to their health by the fall of a strong man measure their weakness and what god condemneth desiring to avoid from careless looking do restrain their eyes them they fix not upon the beauty of another's flesh nor make themselves careless with perverse simpleness they say not with good intent i have observed of kindness i have observed of charity i have long looked for they set before themselves the fall of david and they see that this great man for this purpose hath fallen in order that little men may not be willing to look on that whereby they may fall 
for they restrain their eyes from wantonness not readily do they join themselves in company they do not mingle with strange women they raise not complying eyes to strange balconies to strange terraces for from afar david saw her with whom he was captivated woman afar lust near elsewhere was what he saw in himself that whereby he fell this weakness of the flesh must be therefore minded the words of the apostle recollected let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body he hath not said let there not be but let there not reign there is sin in thee when thou takest pleasure there reigneth if thou shalt have consented carnal pleasure especially if proceeding unto unlawful and strange objects is to be bridled not let loose by government to be tamed not to be set up for government look and be without care if thou hast nothing whereby thou mayest be moved but thou makest answer i contain with strong resolution art thou anywise stronger than david he admonished moreover by such an example that no one ought to lift himself up in prosperous circumstances for many fear adverse circumstances fear not prosperous circumstances prosperity is more perilous to soul than adversity to body first prosperity doth corrupt in order that adversity may find something to break my brethren against felicity stricter watch must be kept wherefore see ye after what manner the saying of god amid our own felicity doth take from us security serve ye he saith the lord in fear and exult unto him with trembling in exultation in order that we may render thanks in trembling lest we fall this sin did not david when he was suffering saul for persecutor when holy david was suffering saul his enemy when he was being vexed by his persecutions when he was fleeing through diverse places in order that he might not fall into his hands he lusted not for her that was another's he slew not husband after committing adultery with wife he was in the infirmity of his tribulation so much the more intimate with god as he seemed more miserable something useful is tribulation useful the surgeon's lancet rather than the devil's temptation he became secure when his enemies were overthrown pressure was removed swelling grew out this example therefore doth avail to this end that we should fear felicity tribulation he saith and grief i found and on the name of the lord i called but it was done i would say these words to those that have not done the like in order that they should watch to keep their uncorruptness and that while they take heed how a great one has fallen they that be small should fear but if any that hath already fallen heareth these words and that hath in his conscience any evil thing to the words of this psalm let him avert 
let him heed the greatness of the wound but not despair of the majesty of the physician sin with despair is certain death let no one therefore say if already any evil thing i have done already i am to be condemned god pardoneth not such evil things why add i not sins to sins i will enjoy this world in pleasure in wantonness in wicked cupidity now hope of amendment having been lost let me have even what i see if i cannot have what i believe this psalm then while it maketh heedful those that have not believed so doth not will them to be despaired of that have fallen whoever thou art that hast sinned and hesitatest to do penance for thy sin despairing of thy salvation hear david groaning to thee nathan the prophet hath not been sent david himself hath been sent to thee hear him crying and with him cry hear him groaning and with him groan hear him weeping and mingle tears hear him amended and with him rejoice if from thee sin could not be excluded be not hope of pardon excluded there was sent to that man nathan the prophet observe the king's humility he rejected not the words of him giving admonition he said not darest thou speak to me a king an exalted king heard a prophet let his humble people hear christ hear therefore these words and say thou with him verse one have pity upon me o god after thy great mercy he that imploreth great mercy confesseth great misery let them seek a little mercy of thee that have sinned in ignorance have pity he saith upon me after thy great mercy relieve a deep wound after thy great healing deep is what i have but in the almighty i take refuge of my own so deadly wound i should despair unless i could find so great a physician have pity upon me o god after thy great mercy and after the multitude of thy pities blot out my iniquity what he saith blot out my iniquity is this have pity upon me o god and what he saith after the multitude of thy pities is this after thy great mercy because great is the mercy many are the mercies and of thy great mercy many are thy pityings thou dost regard mockers to amend them dost regard ignorant men to teach them dost regard men confessing to pardon did he this in ignorance a certain man had done some i many evil things he had done mercy he saith i obtained because ignorant i did it in unbelief this david could not say ignorant i did it for he was not ignorant how very evil a thing was the touching of another's wife and how very evil a thing was the killing of the husband who knew not of it and was not even angered 
they obtain therefore the mercy of the lord that have in ignorance done it and they that have knowing done it obtain not any mercy it may chance but great mercy verse two more and more wash me from mine unrighteousness what is more and more wash one much stained more and more wash the sins of one knowing thou that hast washed off the sins of one ignorant not even thus is it to be despaired of thy mercy and from my delinquency purge thou me according to the manner in which he is positioned offer a recompense he is god offer sacrifice what wilt thou give that thou mayest be purged for see upon whom thou callest upon a just one thou callest he hateth sins if he is just he taketh vengeance upon sins if he is just thou wilt not be able to take away from the lord god his justice entreat mercy but observe the justice there is mercy to pardon the sinner there is justice to punish the sin what then thou askest mercy shall sin unpunished abide let david answer let those that have fallen answer answer with david and say no lord no sin of mine shall be unpunished i know the justice of him whose mercy i ask it shall not be unpunished but for this reason i will not that thou punish me because i punish my sin for this reason i beg that thou pardon because i acknowledge verse three for mine iniquity i acknowledge and my delinquency is before me ever i have not put behind my back what i have done i look not at others forgetful of myself i pretend not to pull out a straw from my brother's eye when there is a beam in my eye my sin is before me not behind me for it was behind me when to me was sent the prophet and set before me the parable of the poor man's sheep for saith nathan the prophet to david there was a certain rich man having very many sheep but a poor man his neighbour had one little ewe sheep which in his bosom and of his own food he was feeding there came a stranger to the rich man nothing from his flock he took for the little ewe sheep of the poor man his neighbour he lusted her he slew for the stranger what doth he deserve but the other being angry doth pronounce sentence then the king evidently knowing not wherein he had been taken declared the rich man deserving of death and that the sheep be restored fourfold most sternly and most justly but his sin was not yet before him behind his back was what he had done his own iniquity he did not yet acknowledge and therefore another's he did not pardon but the prophet being for this purpose sent took from his back the sin and before his eyes placed it so that he might see that sentence so stern to have been pronounced against himself for cutting and healing his heart's wound he made a lancet of his tongue 
this did the lord to the jews when to him they brought an adulterous woman setting forth a snare of temptation and into that which they had set forth themselves falling in adultery say they this woman was taken moses hath commanded for such to be stoned of this woman what dost thou say as though in a double trap they were trying to catch the wisdom of god so that if he should command to be killed he should lose the character of gentleness but if he should command to be let go he should incur a charge as being a reviler of the law what answered he then he saith not kill he saith not let go but he saith he that knoweth himself to be without sin let him first cast a stone at her just is the law which commandeth an adulteress to be killed but let this just law have ministers innocent ye heed whom ye bring to me heed also what ye are they when they had heard this one after another went out remained the adulteress and the lord remained she wounded and he physician remained great misery and great mercy they that brought blushed but asked not pardon she that was brought was confounded and was healed the lord saith to her woman hath no man condemned thee and she no man lord and he neither will i condemn thee go now henceforward sin not did christ aught against his law no for the father had not without his son given law if heaven and earth and all things that therein are by himself were made how was law written without the word of god god did not then contrary to his law because neither doth an emperor aught against his laws when to them that have confessed he giveth a reprieve moses the minister of the law christ the publisher of the law moses stoneth as judge christ reprieveth as king god then had pity on him after his great mercy as here he asketh as here he beggeth as he crieth out and grieveth what they bringing forth an adulteress would not do their wounds at the showing of the physician they perceived medicine from the physician asked not so there are many men that are not ashamed to sin to do penance are ashamed o oh, incredible madness at the wound itself thou dost not blush at the bandage of the wound thou dost blush when bare is it not more foul and stinking take refuge then in the physician do penance say mine iniquity i acknowledge and my sin is before me ever verse four against thee alone have i sinned and before thee an evil thing have i done what is this for before men was not another's wife debauched and husband slain did not all men know what david had done what is against thee alone have i sinned and before thee an evil thing have i done 
because thou alone art without sin he is a just punisher that hath nothing in him to be punished he is a just reprover that hath nothing in him to be reproved against thee alone he saith have i sinned and before thee an evil thing have i done that thou mayest be justified in thy sayings and conquer when thou art judged to whom he speaketh brethren to whom he speaketh is difficult to understand to god surely he speaketh and it is evident that god the father is not judged what is against thee alone have i sinned and before thee an evil thing have i done that thou mayest be justified in thy sayings and conquer when thou art judged he seeth the future judge to be judged one just by sinners to be judged and therein conquering because in him was nothing to be judged for alone among men could truly say the god man if ye have found in me sin say but perchance there was what escaped men and they found not what was really there but was not manifest in another place he saith behold there cometh the prince of the world being an acute observer of all sins behold he saith there cometh the prince of this world with death afflicting sinners presiding over death for by the malice of the devil death came into the world behold he saith there cometh the prince of this world he said these words close upon his passion and in me he shall find nothing nothing of sin nothing worthy of death nothing worthy of condemnation and as if it were said to him why then dost thou die he continueth and saith but that all men may know that i do the will of my father arise let us go hence i suffer he saith undeserving for men deserving in order that them i may make deserving of my life for whom i undeservedly suffer their death to him then having no sin saith on the present occasion the prophet david against thee only have i sinned and before thee an evil thing have i done that thou mayest be justified in thy sayings and conquer when thou art judged for thou overcomest all men all judges and he that deemeth himself just before thee is unjust thou alone justly judgest having been unjustly judged that hast power to lay down thy life and hast power again to take it thou conquerest then when thou art judged all men thou overcomest because thou art more than men and by thee were men made against thee alone have i sinned and before thee an evil thing have i done that thou mayest be justified in thy sayings and conquer when thou art judged verse five for behold in iniquities i was conceived as though he were saying they are conquered that have done what thou also david 
for this is not a little evil and little sin to wit adultery and manslaying what of them that from the day that they were born of their mother's womb have done no such thing even to them dost thou ascribe some sins in order that he may conquer all men when he beginneth to be judged david hath taken upon him the person of mankind and hath heeded the bonds of all men hath considered the offspring of death hath averted to the origin of iniquity and he saith for behold in iniquities i was conceived was david born of adultery being born of jesse a righteous man and his own wife what is it that he saith himself to have been in iniquity conceived except that iniquity is drawn from adam even the very bond of death with iniquity itself is ingrained no man is born without bringing punishment bringing desert of punishment a prophet saith also in another place no one is clean in thy sight not even an infant whose life is of one day upon the earth for we know both by the baptism of christ that sins are loosed and that the baptism of christ availeth for remission of sins if infants are every way innocent why do mothers run with them when sick to the church what by that baptism what by that remission is put away an innocent one i see that rather weeps than is angry what doth baptism wash off what doth that grace loose there is loosed the offspring of sin for if that infant could speak to thee it would say and if it had the understanding which david had it would answer thee why heedest thou me an infant thou dost not indeed see my actions but i in iniquity have been conceived and in sins hath my mother nourished me in the womb beside this bond of mortal concupiscence was christ born without a male of a virgin conceiving by the holy ghost he cannot be said to have been conceived in iniquity it cannot be said in sins his mother nourished him in the womb to whom was said the holy ghost shall come upon thee and the virtue of the highest shall overshadow thee it is not therefore that men are conceived in iniquity and in sins nourished in the womb by their mother because it is sin to have to do with wives but because that which is made is surely made of flesh deserving punishment for the punishment of the flesh is death and surely there is in it liability to death itself whence the apostle spoke not of the body as if to die but as if dead the body indeed is dead he saith because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness how then without bond of sin is born that which is conceived and sown of a body dead because of sin this chaste operation in a married person hath not sin but the origin of sin draweth with it condign punishment for there is no husband that because he is an husband is not subject to death or that is subject to death for any other reason but because of sin for even the lord was subject to death but not on account of sin 
he took upon him our punishment and so looseth our guilt with reason then in adam all die but in christ shall all be made alive for through one man saith the apostle sin hath entered into this world and through sin death and so hath passed unto all men in that all have sinned definite is the sentence in adam he saith all have sinned alone then could such an infant be innocent as hath not been born of the work of adam verse six for behold truth thou hast loved uncertain and hidden things of thy wisdom thou hast manifested to me truth thou hast loved that is unpunished thou hast not left even the sins of those whom thou dost pardon truth thou hast loved so mercy thou hast granted first as that thou shouldest also preserve truth thou pardonest one confessing pardonest but only if he punisheth himself so there are preserved mercy and truth mercy because man is set free truth because sin is punished for behold truth thou hast loved uncertain and hidden things of thy wisdom thou hast manifested to me what hidden things what uncertain things because god pardoneth even such nothing is so hidden nothing so uncertain for this uncertainty the ninevites did penance for they said though after the threatenings of the prophet though after that cry three days and nineveh shall be overthrown they said to themselves mercy must be implored they said in this sort reasoning among themselves who knoweth whether god may turn for the better his sentence and have pity it was uncertain when it is said who knoweth on an uncertainty they did penance certain mercy they earned they prostrated them in tears in fastings in sackcloth and ashes they prostrated them groaned wept god spared nineveh stood was nineveh overthrown one way indeed it seemeth to men and another way it seemed to god but i think that it was fulfilled that the prophet had foretold regard what nineveh was and see how it was overthrown overthrown in evil builded in good just as saul the persecutor was overthrown paul the preacher builded who would not say that the city in which we now are was happily overthrown if all those madmen leaving their triflings were to run together to the church with contrite heart and were to call upon god's mercy for their past doings should we not say where is that carthage because there is not what there was it is overthrown but if there is what there was not it is builded so is said to jeremiah behold i will give to thee to root up to dig under to overthrow to destroy and again to build and to plant thence is that voice of the lord i will smite and i will heal 
he smiteth the rottenness of the deed he healeth the pain of the wound physicians do thus when they cut they smite and heal they arm themselves in order to strike they carry steel and come to cure but because great were the sins of the ninevites they said who knoweth this uncertainty had god disclosed to his servant david for when he had said before the prophet standing and convicting him i have sinned straightway he heard from the prophet that is from the spirit of god which was in the prophet thy sin is put away from thee uncertain and hidden things of his wisdom he manifested to him End of Psalm 51, Part 1